listening to Wisdom Connection, the media ministry of Wisdom International Network Ministries and Wisdom Chapel International, where we are shaping the future, fulfilling destinies. Get yourself ready to hear from God's servant, Apostle Dr. Sammy N. N. as the God of prosperity. Most people think that is Donald Trump that prospers people. Most people think that is uh, what uh, President Barack Obama that prospers people. No. As covenant children of God, you have to understand that your God is the God of prosperity. And by the time we're done, you can realize that the teachings they've taught about prosperity is a false teaching. Thinking that if God has made you prosperous, you should be driving Bentley and Mercedes Benz and all that. That's not true. Because the difference between materialistic lifestyle and prosperity is one is carnal and the other one is spiritual. I want you to get that clear. Young people, don't chase after what material wealth. Chase after prosperity. Because prosperity is God's idea to show to the world that his children are properly supplied for prosperity. God prospers his children. Why? Because he has a covenant agreement with us. So for us to open this, open to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews 6. I, I believe your heart is ready to hear the word. Your heart is really set to hear the word, right? Good. Hebrews chapter 6. Pray with me. Because I want to do this in three or four series. If God gives us the opportunity. Hebrews 6. Glory to God, the God of our prosperity. We're serving a God who never ever walks away from his children till he's made sure that they are properly supplied and taken care of. Are you at Hebrews 6? Okay, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you for the opportunity to hear your word. I pray that the entrance of your word of God will give your children light so that they will never walk in darkness ever. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. So in Hebrews chapter 6 from verse what? From verse 10, from the verse 10, the Bible says, I want you to read with me. It says what? For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have shown towards his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope and that ye be not slothful but followers of them who through what? 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 Say it until your spirit catches Who through what? You see, so through faith, God rewards our efforts. Amen. He said, who through faith and patience inherit the promise? How many of you know what a promise is? I want to see by hands. How many of you know that promises are not just made in vain? Promises are made to be fulfilled. So if the word of God says that all the promises of God in him are yea and amen, God is not a man to lie, neither the son of man to change his mind. But we need faith and patience to inherit the promises of God. And before faith and patience, we have to do something. When you read verse 10, 
He says, God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. You are here. Why are you here? Because you love the Lord. Why are you here? Because you know that today is the day the Lord has made and you have to be in his house. So look at 10 again. He says that God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown towards his name. In that ye have ministered to the saints and still do minister. So to those of us who have God to be our lover. And everything we do is to show that we love God and love people. Even who don't deserve our love because God commands us to love. The Bible is saying that God is not unrighteous. God is seeing all that and because of that God wants to prosper you. God wants to make you all that he wanted you to become. Why? Because you see, after you have been through patience, 15 says that word, and so after he had patiently endured, he obtained what? The promise, the promise that God made to him. Amen? The promise. God will perform every promise is made to you. Talking about Abraham. When you go to church, you can see that. It says for God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely blessings I will bless thee, and multiply I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Some of us don't have the virtue called patience. Some of us want to swear seed today and go around six hours and come and what? Reap the harvest. Some of us want to study a subject today and just go write exams and get A+. Plus. Some of us wants to go to work for six hours instead of 12 hours and run away and get paid for 12 hours. See, God works in what? In, in a process. God works by his principles. You see, his uh, promises to us was to emphasize the fact that he's a true and a faithful God. That if he says jump and you hear the word jump and you jump, you see, there's a reward that always goes with the jump that you what miss most of us have responded to the call of God we've responded to the word of God but because we don't have patience whilst God is working out your reward we have walked away from God and have missed our reward somebody said if you're looking for a cheap copy it's easy you can get it at Chinese market but if you're looking for an original you have to wait why do you have to wait? Because there are a lot of things that goes into making something original and, and, and tailor-made fit for you. How many of you know we have body types? How many of you know that? Those of you who don't know, we have body types. Amen? And especially those of you who love clothes, if you go to a, a custom-made tailor to sew you a dress, it's different from something you pick on the rack in Macy's. You see, something you pick on the rack was just sold for everybody. But when you go to a tailor-made seamstress or tailor, they fit you with that dress. They fit you with that suit that when you're walking around, you see, you can walk like you're walking, wearing a shirt, and you don't feel any restraint or any resistance because of the way that clothes was made to fit you. See, there's a blessing in heaven tailor-made for you. And God is waiting for your obedience. He's waiting for you to follow his promises. He's waiting for you to pay him to the letter before he releases it to you. That's why you don't have to fret yourself because of those who prosper in their own way. Because there's a way that God brings prosperity. Are you still here? 
To prosper simply means to make a steady progress in life. That's prosperity in its simplest definition. It's to be at the highest point in one's career. So once upon a time you were struggling, but now you could get by. I always tell first lady, as long as I know God is with me, I know we can live month by month. But that's not how I want to live. But I have to trust God to get through this process. Every month we go through. Because of the prosperity of God over our lives. We pay our bills. We take care of our kids. We take care of church finances and everything. And we trust God for another month. Tell somebody, it's step by step. Amen. Making daily and steady progress shows how you've been blessed by God. Because there are some people who can't even have the sense to plan their finances, let alone go through a steady progress in life. Look at where you came from. Look at from how far God has brought you. And you can see the prosperity of God over your life. Don't look at the clothes you're wearing or the car you're driving because that is materialistic. Amen. Look at your life. Look at how sound you are. Look at how you can wake up and you're not confused. You know what to do till you step out. And some of you really step up, step out in style. And people look at you and they want to be like you, but you don't know. I'll repeat that. Some of you are envy, the envy of your neighborhood or your community, but you don't know. Because you're looking at what you don't have. And they're looking at you and looking at even the way you wear your hairstyle. They wish they are like you. Somebody shout hallelujah. He's the God of our prosperity. Because God prospers, we will have to be prosperity minded. No materialistic mind. You see, what the world has taught us is to amass wealth. It's, it's to make a lot of money. But as we go, I'll teach you the difference between prosperity and money. Money is good, but money without proper prosperity can become burdensome. Are you still here? Are you still here? Money is just a means of exchange. And money as we look at it devalues. How many of you know inflation catches the money every time? 100,000 10 years ago could do a lot. Now 100,000 is nothing. Why? Because it's devalued based on the world's economy. But when God prospers you, let me tell you something. You don't need money to make exchange. Because the just shall live by what? Faith. The just shall live by what? The just shall live by what? The just shall live by what? I can't hear you. The just shall live by what? And you see, in the heavens of heavens, our currency for exchange is faith, not money. So if I can develop my faith, I can live under the United States economy without any restraint. If I move to Europe, wherever I find myself in Europe, whether I'm using euro or what, the almighty pound, it's the same faith that I'm going to use. And let me tell you something. Because God has prospered us, you see, his prosperity carries us everywhere we go. But let me tell you something. When I'm rich here in the United States of America, and my money only can what? Help me to survive the United States economy, when I move to a different economy, things changes. Make sense? So tell somebody, you don't need to be rich. You need to be prosperous. Don't be afraid to prosper. Because 
God rejoices over the prosperity of his children. Religious people have taught us that when you're making a lot of money, you're sinning. Oh, haven't you heard the scripture which says that the love of money is the root of all evil? No, it's the love of money. Say the love. Say the love. See, anything you love, you give yourself to it. And God is a jealous God. He doesn't want to compete with anything with his love for you. Amen. God himself rejoices over the prosperity of his children. 3 John 2. 3 John 2. 3 John. The third epistle of John. 3 John is only one chapter. Look at verse 2. I want you to open it so we read it together. Ready? Read Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest and be in, even as thy soul. You see, riches can give you a lot of money and still be sick and every month go on dialysis. Are you here? There are some people who are very rich and every month, every week, they're going to the doctor for a certain kind of checkup. And doctors are taking their money, but they don't know. That's not the kind of riches God will give you. The Bible says that what? The blessings of the Lord will make you rich and add no sorrow. It means that he will give you everything you need when you need it, how you want it. And will not put any restraint on it. Look at it. John's letter to us says that beloved, beloved simply means that my dear ones or my sweethearts or my honeys. Whichever way you choose. Or my babes. <laughs> You like babes, right? Right? She chose hers. See, anytime you hear the word beloved, it's not a hateful word. It's a pleasant word. So it says, beloved, I wish. The word wish means that the thing is there. You have to go for it. If God has, hasn't prospered, as John would say, that I wish that what thou mayest prosper. Prosperity is better than poverty. Becoming prosperity minded means that you are in the zone that when God brings it to you, you know what to do with it. Most of us are hearing it, but we're not ready yet because we're not in the zone. Next week, I'll, talk, I'll teach you about positioning yourself. Those of you who play sport will understand it better because the position we assume will determine how quick you can score a goal. Or how, how fast you can stop the enemy from scoring your goal. See, positioning is very important when it comes to the child of God. Because everybody is busy chasing money. But we have to be busy with building our mind to be prosperity minded. Because when God blesses us, he's not just blessing us. But he's blessing us for the kingdom of God and for everybody that is around us. You know the story of Abraham, right? Because he is the one we read about in Hebrews. God looked at Abraham and you know how Abraham was and where Abraham was going. He trusted him before he even made a covenant with him. And God said, I want to bless you. And the reason why I want to bless you is I know when I bless you, you wouldn't be blessed alone. There are some of us God can't trust us to release our prosperity into our hand because we haven't matured to that place yet. Are you getting the picture so far? So don't be financial freedom minded. Be prosperity minded. Say I want to prosper. To fulfill the purpose of God for my life. 
Because when you prosper, you the whole world is blessed. Are you getting what I'm saying? So John said, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper, and not just prosper, but be in health, even as your soul prospers. There are some people who are prosperous in every as some aspect of their lives, and some aspects are not prosperous. See, based on this scripture, you can see that when you are putting prosperity as against riches, you see, prosperity is having your whole being whole and healthy. And financial freedom is just having a lot of money and maybe psychologically you're twisted. <laughs> because for somebody to die to leave billions of dollars to a cat and a dog, there's something wrong. I don't care how you think, there is something wrong. To leave your money to a cat and a dog, you heard that, right? People are suffering. They are orphanages that need money. And then you let your billions to cat and dog. Ah, 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 ah. Something is wrong up here. You see, so there are riches. There are people who are rich but crazy. Can you agree with me? They are rich but they can't sleep because they are afraid. Paranoid. They always get up. They stand the guard. They have ten guns under their bed. They can't sleep. Because money is controlling their life. But God doesn't want anything to control you. God wants him to be him in your life. He wants to have what? The preeminence and all in all. Come on, put your hands together. Bless the Lord. God is interested in your total well-being. Say total. So he gives you money. He has to give you soundness to use the money. He gives you money. He has to give you a personality that goes with the money. He gives you money, he has to give you what good friends that will help you will spend the money. Because there are some people when you become rich and they get close, you, you automatically become poor. Because they will give you bad advice. Are you getting what I'm saying? So prosperity in the sight of God is being whole. Say being whole. Spirit, soul, and body. Because if you are not whole, then it means that you cannot enjoy the covenant that God has made with his children. Deuteronomy 8.18. Deuteronomy 8.18. And somebody also opened to Psalm 35. Verse 27. Deuteronomy 8.18. Am I blessing somebody? God wants to see his children prosper. Those of you young people who are going to school. Don't see yourself as an average student. I don't like hearing that word average. You know the word average? You know the word average? It means that when you divide something into three, you're in the middle. The Bible says you shall be the head and not the tail. You don't even have to be in the middle. Immediately is not good enough. Average is when you divide something. Come on, help English student. Help me out. Average is you up there. We have the top, we have the middle, and we have the last. I'm, a, I'm, I'm an average student. Don't say that to yourself. God didn't create you average. You chose to be average. Amen. And being average is a choice. Amen. God's ideal plan for every child of his is to be the head. You see, the, the reason why the head is important is the brain is in the head and the brain must make a decision. Do you know when your mind tells you you won't have to come to church, you wouldn't be here? When your brain tells you you are tired, don't pray, you will never pray. So anything that can have access to your mind have access to your life. And demon spirits are controlling us, but we don't know. Amen? 
people that are always finding problems with church is because something happened to them in church and a suggestion was made to them in their mind and they kept it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So anytime they want to take the step, that thing surfaces. You see, your life runs on the track of how your brain works, your mind works. Amen. You can't prosper if you're always thinking poverty. I mean, you can never. I can give you a billion dollars today. Come next year, you blow it all up. But somebody with prosperity minded can take a hundred dollars and make it ten thousand back. You know why? Because it's not the money. It's the spirit that is over you. Are you getting the picture? So tell somebody, don't pray for money. Pray God to open your eyes. To what? Renew your mind to become prosperity mind. Are you getting it? Those of us who are from Africa, you know how you kill yourself and you send somebody maybe a hundred dollars and they say, oh, is that all you can give me? Because they don't value it. But they don't know the toll you went through. These cold world are working to get a hundred dollars. They are not prosperity minded. They are what? Money minded. Or else they will know that hundred dollars is no money when you look at it what? in monetary form. But if you look at it from God's perspective, and add value to is a lot of money. Those of you who work here understand that, right? If you don't work, you wouldn't appreciate it. But if you work to part with a hundred dollars to somebody or a thousand, they can't say that is is that all you can give me? Even ten dollars is good enough. Amen. We have to learn to appreciate the little God puts in our lives. So in Deuteronomy eight eighteen, look at what the Bible says. It says what. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. You see, wealth is even more than what? Riches. Wealth is all included. Houses. When they say somebody is wealthy, it's better than his rich. Somebody can say, I'm rich, I'm rich. They nothing. And if you're rich, you can't even, you don't even say it. Rich people don't brag about their riches because they are humble about it. People who are poor brag about their riches. People who are carnal always talk about carnal things. Amen? Okay, you are rich. Die tomorrow and see if you take everything with you. See, they don't think that way. I have houses. I create jobs. Your jobs are not yours. People made you who you are. They can decide to walk away from you and you be nothing. You see, God gives us prosperity because he has made a covenant agreement with us. Those of you who came last week, you understood covenant relationship, right? We have a covenant with God. We have a relationship with God. If you're my friend and I have money, I'll never let you go hungry. I'm talking about me. If you come close to me and your clothes doesn't look the part, I'll let you change it. Why? Because your friends reflect you. Look at me dressed nicely. We're hanging out with somebody who doesn't dress properly. And then how do I introduce you? My house help? Or my what? My watchman. Oh, he's my security guard. Security guard needs to dress properly. So think about it. If you have a relationship with God, God will make sure that you feed. He makes sure that you clothe. He makes sure that you sleep in the best places. Are you getting what I'm saying? So read the chapter, read the verse again. That's why I love scriptures. It says what? But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power 
to get wealth that he may establish what his covenant. So until you've been prosperous, God's covenant with you is not complete yet. Whew, I wish somebody can catch this. Be prosperity minded and just not just thousand and hundred dollars minded. Amen. Amen. It says that I will establish my covenant, this covenant which he swore unto thy fathers as it is this day. And anytime you see in a word your fathers, think about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because he's a God of the living, not the dead. So he identified with human beings. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were the patriots God used as example. Alright? By the end of this series, you realize that they became God's favorites because they were in God's will. They were obedient to every instruction God gave them. They were not perfect human beings, but they were rather what? In God's will. Tell somebody, you need to stay in God's will to be prosperous. Because if you don't stay in God's will, you use the prosperity of God for weakness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You use God who bless you and then you use the blessing to what? To, 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 to suffer other people. That's African expression. To suffer them. Sufferation. You make them suffer instead of release them from bondage. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I say some, some what? Some 35, right? Some 35. I'm getting excited because the word of God is getting into my spirit. Because God has a covenant with me, I know I'll never ever go without. Sometimes, let me tell you, we overthink what God has done for us and we miss out on what he's doing now. We overthink it. You know how we overthink it? You're driving the car but you're still looking at other people's car you think your car is not enough. Your car takes you everywhere you want to go. Trust God and believe God for a better opportunity to get what you want rather than looking at You see, the moment you start comparing with other people you become foolish instead of wise. That's what Paul told the Corinthians. He said, they that compare themselves with each other are not wise. But you're created to be wise. You know who a wise person is? Somebody who can make the right decision. That's why I told you, you have to work on your mind. Renew your mind daily. Don't look at somebody's Mercedes and wish you have a Mercedes. The Honda Pilot is good for you. Drive it with a star. Keep it clean. Make sure that it's running good until you can make the money for what? The Mercedes. Because let me tell you something. If you go buy the Mercedes, maybe you're paying the under pallet good, you default on it, and they'll repossess it. And now you become what? Carless. Wisdom. Say wisdom. It's part of our relationship with God. Wisdom is part of our relationship. And wisdom simply says that you have to have enough information to make that decision. How can you make a decision on something you don't have good information on? Are you getting what I'm saying? Let me leave that because that will, will come in a different day. Step of a good man. The word good means that somebody who is righteous. You have a right standing with God because there's no good man on earth. None. Are you getting what I'm saying? But the definition of that good man in that context is a righteous person. And we all have right standing with God. The moment you become born again, you become what? A child of God. Because we have right standing, we can relate on the same level. So it says the steps of a good man or the step of a righteous man are ordered by God. So if God says jump and you don't jump, you're cutting yourself short from your own prosperity. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? If he says give and you want to argue with him, who is the boss? If he says go fellowship and you don't fellowship, who are you fooling? Because at the end of the day, because of your relationship with him, that's why he wants to prosper you. So he says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and God delights in his ways. His ways. So when, when you walk in the ways of the Lord, the Lord will never deny you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because God will have to delight in what you delight in. And what you delight in must be what God delights in. That's covenant relationship. If what I delight in you don't delight in, we would not be friends in the first place. Because two cannot work together except they are in agreement. We are here because we believe the same thing. Look at how cold this weather is. But we are here. Why? Because we believe the same thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? So if the Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delight in his ways, he's telling you that because you have a relationship with God, God is concerned about everything you go through, everything you do, everything that happens to you. Make sense? Does it make sense? Alright, verse 24. It says, Though he fall, he shall not but utterly cast down, for the Lord upholded him with his hand. I have been young. Read with me. I have been young. Now I am old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. You see, this is David talking. David is saying that I've been with God since my childhood. I've been through a whole lot of things with God. I know that when you will falter with God, he won't kick you out and disqualify you. He will bring you back up. And he says, now I've realized that, listen, God is so good that even when we don't have him, make sure that he, we get. He said, I've been young now, I'm old. I've not seen the righteous word forsaken, nor is he begging bed. Lift up your hand and make this confession. Say, I'll never lie. Come on, say it like you mean. Say, I'll never lie. My children will never lie. My children's children will never lie because I'm in covenant with God. He will take care of me and I trust and believe that he will take care of me. This should make you have prosperity minded. Don't always walk around being afraid that you will never have. It's called anxiety. You know anxiety? Anxiety is putting things in front of you that are not there. Some of us are so afraid of our future we cannot enjoy our today. We are so worried about what happened in our past, we are going backwards instead of moving forward. What happened yesterday? Ladies and gentlemen, I can't do anything about it. All I need to do is to make sure I live today like tomorrow. I'm depending on tomorrow. Are you getting what I'm saying? I don't play around anymore. Why? Because I don't have any more time left. My goal is to impact people with the gospel, is to teach them the truth of God's word so that if I can't peradventure speak anymore, I've done the best I could. So I won't come here and tell you stories and call everybody and tell them their telephone number. What sense does it make? Uh, your number starts with 646, you blink three times, 317777. And then everybody, J, nonsense. I can go to AT&T and get your number. Easy. Now you can Google stuff, right? Don't let those things fool you because after I've given you 
that word of prophecy or vision. Now it's up to you to turn it into reality. And that's the true story. And that's the reality. And that's where I come in. Because I don't do gimmicks. Mine is to take you through the process. Say process. So when you get this, thank you Jesus, I followed these principles. Are you getting something so far? So if our God prospers, I shouldn't be poor. I shouldn't be walking thinking that, oh God, how am I going to make it? You've already made it. Do you know how many millions were introduced and you were the only one fertilized the earth? You're a champion. That alone makes you a champion. Amen. It makes you a tough, say tough. Say tough. You're a tough guy. Amen. So God wants to make sure that you succeed. David said, I've been young and now I'm old, yet, yet he looked for, but he never saw the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Go to 35. 35. I want to show you something on 35. I promise you that. Let me show you that. 35, um, 27 to 28. Glory to God. Are you getting something out of this? The God that prospers, our God prospers. So if you're hanging out with that God, listen, don't be afraid of anything. Like I gave you the example, I know myself. When I was young, I just would take my friends to my mom's house, take my food and just let them eat. Amen? My friends take advantage of me because they know my heart. Take my shoes, never bring it back. But I'm happy that I'm sharing what I have with people. See, bad people can see that and take advantage. Good people will protect you. They won't let you give it up and they'll make sure that even when they take it, they'll bring it back. You see, prosperity is not a massive wealth, but it's all part of it. And when God can trust you with a million, he can trust you with 10 million. Are you getting what I'm saying? If it's the God that gives us power to make wealth and you know right now that you're in covenant with God, stop, stop hiding your change. And your coins and your, 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 your hundreds. Invest it. Invest it into your relationship. Buy books. Buy the CDs. Buy messages that will inspire you to what? Learn how to what? Use the word of God to your advantage. Because prosperity doesn't come by chance. It comes by what? Proper planning. Even though he's made you, you have to experience it. So in Psalm 35, 27, you're there saying, man... Let's read it together. Ready? Let them shout for joy and be glad. That favor my righteous God. Yea, let them say continually. Let the Lord be magnified without the word pr- prosperity of his servant. You see? He says shout to joy. Rejoice. Rejoice. Don't be depressed. Don't be sad. Shout for joy. Be real. You see, if you have good friends in your life, when you're prospering, they are excited for you. Quote these scriptures often to those haters of yours. Oh, look at him. He thinks he's driving the city so what? They hate. But if you have a good covenant friend, they know that once you're driving a Mercedes, even if they're not driving, it will be their turn soon. Because they understand the same principle. Or you even give them a right. You write with them all the time. Why are they hateful? You see, I don't like hateful friends. You know why? Because they spoil good things. Watch them. They are always the nicest and the smiling faces you see around you. 
They're always trying to impress you. Say they create the environment to deceive you. Deception is of the devil. It's not of God. Amen? Just be happy for the person. Because you don't know the investments they've made to get to where they are. Some are fasting and praying. You are eating every day. Some are coming to church and giving tithes and offerings. You are spending your money on McDonald's and what? Chicken nuggets every time. That's just by the way. I know some of you are just classy. You don't eat those junk food. But you know what I'm talking about, right? So choose what you want to do with your life and stop being busybody. He says, let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified just pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. He don't say riches in the prosperity of his servant. God takes pleasure and you prosper. Amen? And why does he take pleasure? Because you're here. You see, you favor his righteous cause. You favor his what? Righteous cause. That's why I said covenant people shouldn't be afraid of lack. Because if you have God to be the best, God will have you to be his best. If you put God number one, he will show you off to the world. Today is Valentine's Day. Go see guys shining their cars because they want to take their girlfriends out. If you don't have anybody, don't worry. God will show you off. I said God will show you off. Because you favor his righteous cause. Are you still here? Are you still here? Job 36. Job 36. A few verses and then we will go. A few scriptures and we'll go. Please, never, never settle for average. Never. I told you I don't like that word. You see, average puts you in the bottom eventually. If you aim to the skies, you might fall on some tall trees. Are you getting what I'm saying? I've changed that statement. The sky is your limit. I write heaven is your limit because I don't know how far the skies goes. But I know I have treasure in heaven. Are you getting what I'm saying? Those of you who got my book, you see I write it. Heaven is your limit. If heaven releases it, nothing can shut it down. Amen. Don't allow people to just be telling you things. What I don't like is they say, who are they? Are they experts? Who are they? They tried and they failed and they want to make it a philosophy. I don't, I don't believe that. Amen. Don't, don't put yourself in a position where people put you in a straight jacket. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, it's never been done before. That's why there's a record to be broken. Because it's never been done before. That's why I want to try. So, peradventure, if I make it, I'll be called what? The number one who did that. And give opportunity for everybody to be able to do it. Some people are created to be trailblazers. You know that, right? Like you say in Bone. He's broken a lot of records. Scientists have tried to look at his his stature and how long his legs are and how tall people cannot run that fast and all that. But listen, the devil is a liar. He's not a man, nor the son of man. If God says that you'll be as short as a pygmy and still win a race, you will. As tall as a pole and still win a race, you will. Because scientists don't have it all. So don't tell, don't tell me you didn't go to school. It's not school. It's the wisdom of God. Don't tell me, oh, I didn't get the opportunity. Then you didn't get the opportunity. Now you have all the opportunity. And the people don't like, who are those? Who are those people? Mention two names. 
And if you can mention even five, the Bible says that they, those that be for you are more than those who are against you. If one person just they, they just they, they eyeball us. When they eyeball us, we conclude that everybody doesn't like us. It's your teacher who didn't like you. Your teacher, after this what, semester of the class, she's no more. Don't build your life around things. Amen? Because mediocrity robs us of our God-given potential to succeed and prosper. Being average, trying to cut corners. You could do it your best. Do it your best. I believe in doing things in excellent fashion. Do you know yesterday's excellent today's average? What a house they built 10 years ago. Those of you who like building houses from scratch. They are building houses that look more technologically advanced than what we built when my parents were building, they were building school dining. You know school dining? Chamber and hall, chamber and hall. Long. Now they're building sophisticated buildings. When you walk in, there's no air conditioner, but it feels cool. Because technologically, they've advanced. So if they were bragging about that to the bedroom, bedroom, long one, now you go to a room, it's only two bedrooms, but it looks as big as anything because of the way it's designed. They don't put what? The terrazzo anymore. Now they put in tiles. Tiles you can see your face in. Marble tiles, Papa B. You walk on it and you hear your shoes speaking. Kill, 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 kill. Proper marble. I'm talking about marble that they import from Italy. Oh, haven't you walked at places? I've done, done, I've done. Then I wonder, is something under my shoe? Maybe chewing gum or something? No. The shoe and the, the tiles are communicating. Chum, chum, chum. Chum is if you're wearing proper Italian leather shoes. <laughs> Not rubber shoes. Are you guys getting what I'm talking about? That's what I'm talking about. Technological advancement. Look at the cars we're driving. Sometimes you might think that, oh, this is all we have. And then we settle. Give yourself five years. Amen. So be open. Mind it. Trust God for more. I mean more opportunity. Why? Because it's not for you. It's for that grandson that your son is trying to marry to bring to the earth. Because the Bible says that a good man will live inheritance for his children's children. And I hate when, when parents tell their children that. You know what you're doing? You bring them backwards from where you were. And you know, we used to eat one meal a day. That's why they have to eat morning, afternoon, evening with some snacks. You ate one meal. That's why it didn't grow tall. And you suffered kwashiorkor. My goodness. Malnutrition. That's what they call it. I'm about to finish. I'm just exciting you a little. Is anybody enjoying anything? Malnutrition. Some house. Listen, I used to have a friend. When we, I go to his house, I dare not even go to their kitchen. They, I heard it, I heard it. They, they select and cut the number of Yams, everybody will eat. When you come in, you are an outsider. I'm blockable. <laughs> you are blocked. You know yam? They cut it. If it's five people and everybody's eating two, two, five, ten. My goodness. And we, we used to look at them as they are rich. It's true, they are rich. Brother, they are rich. You know, they only think they have money. But rich people are people. My mom will cook and say, hey, Go and call your friend. I told you I don't know. I said, Ma, why? He said, the food is ready. Then I wondered, is this place a choba? <laughs> That's what I call true prosperity. 
She's looking out for the kids in the neighborhood. So we grew up knowing that. Trust me. My wife will tell you, when we used to live in a house called a mission, she would pound for food like Choba. All the pastors would come. All the church members would come. So that would just be like a referee. Oh, what up, what up? Are you fool? <laughs> and then they say, I didn't eat. Because I fed everybody. Where did I get it from? From my mom. And I thought my mom was poor, but she was rather prosperous. Because she could feed other people. She never went to the television to broadcast it. She never put it on, 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 on uh, daily news. Then there wasn't Facebook. Or I would have taken some pictures and put it there. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So don't even look at yourself poor. Take what God has given you and know that that's your way to your prosperity. When my mom died, I taught my mom old people. People owe her. People came and were crying and they, some were literally confessing. Oh, I just bought this piece of cloth from her. I haven't paid for it. I wish they paid back. Because I wasn't there to check. People owe her. You will never be poor. I said you will never be poor. Because you're a covenant child, you'll never be poor. Job 36. Okay, read 11 and 12 for me, please. Pleasure means you have time to take proper vacation. Some of us take vacation, either we go to somebody's wedding somewhere. <laughs> I'm talking to somebody, I'll look at the face. Oh, can we make it? No, 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 no. I have to work. If you see them traveling, they're going to a year somewhere, or somebody's giving birth, and they want to use that as opportunity. All my vacation, I go to preach. And that's not vacation. Vacation is where you're sucking on some coconut with an umbrella. And you're landing on a sandy beach listening to uh, some cool music. You don't think about work. That's proper vacation. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see, you live the rest of your days in pleasure. People grow, and when they have to enjoy, they rather suffer before they die. Have you seen that? Because one, they didn't plan their life. They didn't take good care of their kids. They mistreated everybody. And now, it's their turn to take care of them. Nobody was there to take care of them. So it's not living the rest of your days in pleasure. It says, first you prosper. See, prosperity precedes pleasure. If you're prosperous, you can afford anything. Right? You can afford anything. So God wants you to live your life like that. Serve God. Tell somebody, serve God. That's the question here, right? 11, it says what? If you serve, if they obey and serve. Some of us don't want to obey and serve, but we want the prosperity. Please. Please. Let me give you an example of why God connects us with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All right? Genesis 13. Genesis 13. We read about Abraham in Hebrews 6. You remember? Okay, let's look at Genesis 13. And somebody open to Galatians 3. Genesis 13, 1. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. And we'll end with that. See, then Abraham was very rich in cattle, silver, and all that. Genesis 13, 1. You found it? Read it for me. Say it, read You see? So instead of God saying Abraham was prosperous, you see how they added it? He wasn't rich on, on only cattle. He was rich in what? Very rich. The word is very rich in cattle, silver, da 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 da. So prosperity, this is to give you an idea of what prosperity is. 
You become rich in every aspect of your life. He went out with the wife. He, was, he didn't divorce the wife. Some people become rich and they divorce. Because they fight over money. They are poor, they are tired. They make money. They fight over who should drive which car. Sometimes it beats my mind. Doesn't it beat your mind? I force my wife to drive my car all the time. Because I feel proud when she's driving it. Amen. I feel proud. In Ghana, oh, we saw your wife at the overhead bridge. Yeah, yeah, she's driving my car, right? Yes. That's my wife. They, they fight me over car. I cancel people. Oh, I, drive, I want to drive the Mercedes. And he wants to drive the BM. And sometimes he wants to take them. I say, oh my goodness, carnal people. Carnal people. Car. Car can crash tomorrow. You know why guys do that? Because they want to show up. And the ladies will compete with them too. Me too, I want to show up. You show up too much. Let me show up some. Amen. But if you're prosperous, it doesn't matter what you drive. Listen, if you're prosperous, they can take a bucket and make a car for you. The car will turn into Bentley. Oh, you didn't get that. Because your prosperity is not material things. Are you getting the picture I'm trying to draw? Abraham went out of Egypt with his wife and everything he has. He didn't miss anything. That's prosperity. He wasn't sick. All his men were with him. And he went with cattle and with gold and with silver. He didn't say Deutschmark and dollars and pounds. Because I've told you, money devalues. Hundred dollars today will be $10 tomorrow. Money devalues. Don't, don't let your heart be tempted to chase after money. Chase after the prosperity of God. Is somebody still here? Have I taught you enough principles? Let's look at Galatians to, to finish it. Galatians 3, 14 and 15. 14, 15, yeah. I want to link it up with the Genesis that we just read. For you to see your place in the covenant. Hold on. You see the word might? When the English man says that I might come is conditional clause. That the blessing of Abraham might, what we just read, might come on the Gentiles. Gentiles are people who are not part of the covenant of Israel. We were disadvantaged before Christ came in. So every blessing Abraham had, you didn't have a part in it. But when Christ came, he breached the gap. Now there's no Jew, no Greek, uh, born nor free. We are all children of God. So if God's, God said he's blessed Abraham, that blessing has what? A power to reach to you. That's why I say might come on the Gentiles. Continue. You see? Faith. That's why I started by telling you. It's by faith. And how does faith come? How does faith come? And hearing, and hearing, and hearing, not stories like you've heard today. Your life has changed. I said your life has changed because you came today and you heard the word. And the word of God says that the God that you serve is a God of prosperity. And if you're in covenant with that God, you will never live a day in your life broke. Listen, there will be no money in your bank account. I can guarantee you that. But that's not a sign that you're a poor person. Why? Because your money goes beyond your bank account. There's a heavenly bank account with your name on it. 
as you trust God and you walk with God in, your, in the integrity of your heart and you activate and use the principles he's taught you, one day, one day, you wake up and say that, oh God, I thank you. In, in Africa, say, Miami. You've heard that? Is, is this me? Is that, is that me? I used to sometimes uh, uh, wonder how I'm going to make it through the month. But look, I have 100,000 that I don't even know what to do with it. That time is going to come. Say amen to that. I have 100,000 in my bank account. I'm looking for some, some, some investment tool to put it in. This is what I pray for you every day. I have friends that anytime I want to start a business and I want investors, they are ready to give their money. Do you know God will have to give you favor for somebody to look at your face and give you 50,000? God will have to give you favor. As a pastor, God will have to give you favor for somebody to go and work hard and come and give tithes and offering to your church. It's favor. It's not by chance. So when you are robbing people, you are cutting yourself short. See, I'm showing you a more permanent way of becoming prosperous. I can call all of you and become prosperous overnight. But I made my own prosperity to go overnight too. So don't go shortcut. Tell somebody, don't go shortcut. All the principles are in the world. And that's what I've taught you. He's a God of your prosperity. Which way are you going to make it? On your own or with him? And if you want to make it with him, then you take every principle. Memorize it. Meditate on it. Let it become part of you. And don't let anybody deceive you out of it. If this message has blessed you, you can visit us at Wisdom Chapel International, 2941 Boston Road, Bronx, New York, 10469. Or go to www.wisdomchapelinternational.org. That's org. For more information, you can call 718-515-6211. That's 718-515-6211.